0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Millennial Club, and it's your boy, Coach Checking In. And today, I have the privilege of having one of my good friends on the show. Solo, what's going on? I'm here. Uh,
1: Mr. Stanley, how's it going? Be like, uh, Mr. Coach, I don't know what to call you right now. Oh Coachella. Look, be like, um, didn't Beyoncé just come out with a new little so thing you on bring a special? You, so you going to bring up Beyoncé? I'm sorry. Hey, well, everybody else is talking about it. Why can't I?
0: Ain't by Beyoncé crazy. What's going
1: on? <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> trash that young thing. No, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Be like, hold up, bleep that. Like, Shout out to B, that. man. I, I, yeah.
0: You know, I love her Her business savvy. B is... Yeah.
1: Her hunger for greatness, her hunger for perfection, the fact that she's not a foreigner to hard work, I yeah. think, kind of speaks volume for her. Yeah. I think... Um, I mean, for anyone who knows, like I'm not against Beyonce, yeah. but I'm not going to act like I'm a crazy advocate for her. Yeah. But one thing I will do as a person, and I've always been like this, I give credit where credit is due. No one's touching her and the game. No one's touching her with the the grind that she's created over the years. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, I mean, her work ethic is impeccable. The fact that she can sing and perform at the same time and not sound winded or, you know, Facts. and me coming from like a, a singing background or, you know, kind of growing up in singing. church and things like, oh, me, me, do, <laughs> me. Be like, help me, I'm holding on for delight. Won't look there, won't open my eyes. I No, <laughs> <Nah, laughs> but no, nah, me coming from <laughs> that type of background, like. I understand how hard it is to move and try to still sing and not sound winded or, you know, lose your exactly. breath and stuff like that. Exactly. I don't think people understand how hard it is, especially if you're not well versed in that type of, you yeah. know, feel. So shout out to B, you exactly. know, for doing what she do. And I mean, I hope she continues to motivate other everybody else out here, yeah. you know, and put them on game yeah man like
0: i i couldn't have said it any uh better than what you just how you said it you know yeah, what i mean yeah but
1: solo was new man um well i can tell you it's not my car insurance policy because <laughs> uh, i'm still paying an arm and a leg but i mean everything's going good you know life is going um i won't complain okay i won't complain how was
0: that drive um up here <sighs> Again, I won't complain. <laughs> Look, I won't complain
1: because Lord knows I could go in on a drive, but it was very uh, uh, therapeutic, if you will. Um, I was able to kind of meditate over those hours while I was on the road, listen to different music that kind of.
0: How long is that um, drive from uh, where you were at in Florida to the A?
1: It's about an eight hour drive. By yeah. yourself, bro? Yeah, by myself. Look, one pillow. <laughs> one one steering wheel look all of that <laughs> yeah. So get
0: me caught up man How, how's 2019 treating you bro uh
1: 2019 uh so let me rewind before since being that 2019 is just you know relatively started okay. um we're still in the prime of um 2019 yeah let's talk about 2018 just for a split okay um 2018 for me it was a year of reclaiming my time. Mm-hmm. That's what if I were to write a book about my life and where I'm at now, yeah. um, I would have titled 2018 reclaiming my time. Okay. And so not even diving into details bringing it back to 2019 the chain doesn't stop of reclaiming your time. Like now what is done is just became a part of my life. It's almost like a daily exercise that I just do unconsciously now okay to reclaim my time and so um, I'm saying that with relationships job career and all of that now is pushing back my positivity And 2019 has been a year of strictly positivity if you're not promoting you know positivity if you're not you know wanting to push yourself in a different level like you you want more for yourself you want growth you want progression you want to see things change in order to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Amen. And this is the time to make it happen. 2019 is nothing but blessings. 2019 is nothing but what you want it to be. Yeah. And right now for me is building my circle to continue to be positive, continuing to... Um, Pushed to the next level Like my friends are Like doing big things Like I mean My boy got a dang Whole podcast out here Like you get what I'm saying Like yeah. who is doing that Out here Like yeah. let's be honest Like who's really Getting out here And promoting themselves Like this And who's really Taking things serious yeah. You know like People aren't really Willing to invest In their dreams It sounds good to be like Oh I want to be a CEO I want to be You know The next Beyonce I want to be the next Michael Jackson I want to be You know The next Whitney Houston Blah 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 Who's really out here putting in that work? Who's really dedicating the time, effort, dedication, the drive for all of those things? Okay. Nobody. Like, nobody. I mean, well, I'm not going to say nobody, but it's not to that level that you can really do it. And... You know, honestly, we're our biggest enemy. We're holding ourselves back from achieving those goals. Facts. I do agree
0: with that. And what makes it different? Because every year we proclaim that every year we say Mm -hmm. that this is the year. This is the year. I know you're talking in regards to yourself. But how do we all come together as a collective unit to be like, okay, this is the year where we change? What do we have to have
1: um, set in place to be like, okay, this is going to change this way? One, it starts with your mindset. Once you control the mind, your body follows. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how the whole slavery piece and thing kind of worked. And you know why it still works to today. (laughs) Because we are mentally enslaved. Mm -hmm. We're no longer physically in chains and shackles. And that's what people be like. Oh, I'm free. Freedom, you know, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. We're not free. We're free from... Physical bondage you know from being in Chains and shackles yeah but we are Still enslaved mentally mm-hmm. And I don't think that people um, Understand until you Can unlatch those chains And allow people to You know understand that You're in a different level like you're You really have more to give But the fact that society Has put us in a box yeah you Believe in that box that box exists to You but um There was um There was a quote that I heard. It was like, we are all captives of our own identities, Mm. living in prisons of our own creations. That right there just pretty much says we are captured in our own identity as a black man, as, you know, a black woman, as, you know, this or that and the third Or just anybody as a human race, you know, but specifically, let me bring that back, specifically for um, black men and black women, we are already put in a box. So, you know, that's our identity. Yeah. And so when we're captures, I mean, captors of that,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it now puts us in a prison that we created because one society has created the box and now we believe in the box. We've you know, we've kind of drew the perimeter the diameter you know all of these things like we've kind of outlined everything around this box and the fact that we believe in it when the box truly does not exist yeah but the fact that we believe in it again is mental yeah so if i keep telling myself i can't do something you defeated yourself already so of course you can't do it yeah. you told yourself you couldn't like how you know how can you Say oh you know I can't do this but you're trying to do it But you just said you couldn't mm-hmm. So again that's when it goes back into speaking positivity It goes back into your mindset And everything Um, But to answer your question I kind of felt like I got off topic But to answer your question The way that You truly manifest the idea Of you know 2019 being the year of growth and positivity And mm-hmm. that it starts with your mindset It starts with Being able to control or see that vision that you're talking about. I see my vision. I see the fact that I'm going to be prosperous this year. I see that I'm going to only keep positive vibes around me. I see that I'm only going to do these things. And in order for me to continuously believe that I have to build a team. So now you have to have. So number one, mindset. Number two, foundation. Okay. You know, so now I'm building my foundation. My foundation is friends and family yeah. and relationships. Like, you know, so the girl I'm with, I need to make sure that she's supporting me. I need, like, we were talking about acrimony last night. That's yeah. why I kind of, yeah. you know, um, piped up on the idea. When uh, when someone gives up on the dream that I truly believe in, yeah. and you no longer believe in me. Like you're pretty much saying hands off, like I, I can't do nothing with you no more. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wow, like the moment you do that to me, like, that's it. It's a wrap. Stick a fork in and she's done, <laughs> you know, for real. And so I, I just think um, building that foundation is um, where it's at.
0: You know, uh, you do bring up a good point. I feel like those things are very imperative in moving forward. Uh, but I feel like we are being attacked on a psychological level. Very. Do you agree?
1: Very much so. Um, I feel like
0: there's so many factors, like the the music we listen to, the things mm-hmm. that we see on TV, mm-hmm. um, outside factors that, you know, we're not aware of. Like right. we're, we're constantly being um, brainwashed to think that, you know, we're less than. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, when you look at movies that right. when you look at movies that, you know, are based in Africa, you start mm-hmm. to, you start to see like they, they're trying to erase our history. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm just talking in regards to black people. You I know, mean what I mean, they're, they're trying to erase our history so we don't know our worth. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So I, I feel like, that, you know, in a way, the reason why we can't move forward or understand our our, our worth is because we're constantly being attacked you know what i mean right so it's like what do we got to start doing is like i know a lot of people say well you got to do your research on your history mm-hmm. you got to understand your culture and, and right. the, the history of your people
1: right so it's like well i don't know i think people the fact that we've been told you know x y and z for so long And when I say X, Y and Z, we've been told, you know, that we're less than we're inferior facts, you know, and they've been preaching this white supremacy thing. And that is truly not the narrative narrative. That's truly not the idea that (laughs) is real. Yeah. And I'm saying that in regards to black people are the innovators. Have you ever known like something to break in the house and a black person like. You what we like to say nigger rig like you know you nigger rig something and be like wow it still works you know like yeah you got a rubber band on it right here but it works like another person just would have threw the whole thing away and then went and bought something else but we're very resourceful we're very resilient you know when it comes to that and as black people we're very um, creative and innovative and so and just a quick little point the light bulb Mm -hmm. was a black person's invention. However, it was sold to the white man Mm
0: -hmm.
1: who you know, of course, you dangled a little money in front of you. You know that little uh, what was that? Um, What's that little insurance commercial? Gotta be quicker than that little old man with the fishing pole. Like, I feel like that's where black people were in that time like yeah they was like oh that's a great idea the white man already knew that i could make billions yeah, yeah. off of this still to
0: this day
1: yeah, yeah and oh my still god like eating and the fact that i was able to dangle maybe a hundred thousand in your face at the time you yeah. know or you know just some money where it may seem like a lot because you never had that amount like it was almost like unheard of type thing yeah and you took it like and you was like huh oh, you can have this like you know it's not yeah And now they done capitalized on that 10 million times over. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, wow, where could that black man's family have been set? You know, as far Mm -hmm. as a generational wealth, as far as something for, you know, the community, something for us to finally be proud of. There is nothing that I'm not going to say there isn't anything, but it's very few and far in between of things that we can be proud of that black people have accomplished and really. Um, stuck their foot in the dirt in our history yeah and because they're trying to erase it and make it seem as though it's been the white people that do these things and is really not the narrative but they're painting their own picture and they have the ability to do so because this is a system that was not created for us i see what you're saying do you feel like we're, we're, we're doing but
0: be- we're getting better at that by doing our research and knowing about our culture because i feel like within the last few years in the internet age a lot of us are starting to know about our culture and about black people and what right. we've contributed to this nation. You know what I mean? And some of the things that we've we've built in this nation in this nation,
1: excuse me. So what do you are you do you think we're getting better with that? Um getting better. I don't know if better is the word that I would use. Okay. Um are we as we like to uh, say staying woke or waking up. Oh, yeah. You about know what I'm saying? Then up. I would yeah. definitely say that, yes. Um, however, is that really helping, um, to the extent that it could, Mm -hmm. of course, there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. And I feel like, um, what I wanted to say last night, actually, um, and I, to bring it up, Martin Luther King. When they boycotted the bus system, Mm -hmm. that wasn't just here in, you know, Alabama. That wasn't just here in Georgia. That wasn't just here in Florida. It was across the world. And that's why it impacted so much because no one was riding the buses Mm -hmm. when they boycotted. Everybody was on one accord. Mm -hmm. If someone said, don't ride the bus, if we try to pull that same idea now, because one, let's let's remember, we are the black person's dollar moves faster than the other. So the fact that we control a lot, like we're major consumers in this world. And the fact that if we, Were to stop utilizing the bus system Do you know how much that would impact these white Folks Mm. they would lose their mind If they would lose Their mind if that actually happened Today but the fact that They don't have to worry about it one because they've Enslaved us mentally Mm -hmm. so we're Not even on one accord with one another hell I Don't even know my next door neighbor anymore (laughs) When that used (laughs) to be you know a thing Like you used to know a big part Of our culture yeah yeah. and it's it's almost Like that whole it takes a village to raise A child type mindset but is my whole thing we bringing up that if we were to try to say boycott this we're not even on one accord enough to be able to handle something at that magnitude cuz now I'm selfish I'm like shitting me I got to go to work yeah. I got to I got to clock in for these white folks I got to get this check yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. I got to get the work I got mouths to feed but back then like Well, I know I got a little money saved up. I can help. Come over for dinner. Bring your kids. You get what I'm saying? We were working as a cohesive unit back then. Like, you know, you weren't in it alone. But right now, everybody's self is like, oh, no, I'm not depending on nobody. But if we really were to move on that level, I promise you, it would shake them up so bad that it would would be insane. You talking about viral stop it like it would it would be on all the major news channels yeah. anything if we were to all get on one accord i
0: feel like a perfect example of that is um Regards to the Gucci thing, you know mm-hmm. when Gucci did the little black face as yeah. a design, you know many of us were like, okay, we canceling Gucci, but a lot of us were like, well, mm-hmm. I still like Gucci. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, not to name any names, but there were plenty of entertainers like, well, okay, well, I like Gucci, I make a lot of money, and I want to spend it how I want to spend it. I'm still going to continue right. to buy Gucci, and they didn't see the, they don't see the bigger picture. That it's just not about what you know you like yeah i understand you like this brand but this brand is against us and they're being blamed with it you know what Facts. i mean so it's like you know we have to stay together mm-hmm. and that's why i like when you see entertainers like ti or you see entertainers like um who else um dl Hughley speaking out speaking out against these brands man mm-hmm. and like i just feel like <clears throat> it is important for us to you know step up you know people that have influence to be able to be like okay yo this is why we're doing it. This is the this is the cause, and we need to we need to stand on one accord to be able to move forward. And it just uh, feels like everybody's moving in their own direction. Everybody's hilarious. moving for self, and I feel like that sucks because we can't, you know, go anywhere or uh,
1: evolve as a people. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. And and again, I, I can't stress it enough. It all starts with the mind. Like everything has been controlled, you know, um, from a mental perspective. Yeah. And once you have that, like everything else follows like so my mind is telling me to move my arm, my mind is telling me to move my leg, my mind is telling me to twiddle my fingers. Yeah. Your mind controls everything, your all your motor functions and everything inside your body. By the way, you know, um to give the viewers or listeners um a background, um I have my bachelor's degree, my bachelor's of science in biology, minor in chemistry. So I talk a lot about the body. I talk about a lot about the anatomy of it. I talk about the um, different innate um, functions that we have, you know, as um, as our human, you know, biological life is concerned. Yeah. And when I think of how the mind is the strongest thing on your body. I don't think people understand that. That's where everything starts. That's where your vision, your your dreams, your goals, your ambitions, your morals, your values. That's where all of those things lie. Mm-hmm. And so, with it being concrete inside your brain, it it now controls you know how you interact with those things. It now. Uh, the mentalize is inside of your brain yeah. to be like, all right, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to move here. I'm going to move there. It all starts up top. Facts. You know, it's the head and not the tail. You get what I'm saying? Facts. The beginning and not the end. Like, you get what I'm saying? is is that part. And so the more that you understand how powerful you are mm-hmm. um, and what mental capacity you have to change those things, the better off you'll be um, as an individual and the better off we'll be as a community and as a group of people that want to move forward.
0: Mm, wow. That was deep. Yeah, man, you just gave me chills. Gave <laughs> hey, me chills. it's
1: real. It's real. I mean. So, yeah. Okay.
0: So, all right. Now that we've um, talked about that. So, where are you at in your, your career, career level?
1: Um, right now.
0: Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Where are you at your career capacity?
1: My career capacity. I like that. That's a good, um, good question. So my career capacity, I know that I have a lot more to give again. You know, um, I'm a talent acquisition consultant at a hospital out um, in Florida. And so. Diving into that just a little bit, just to give you like a background or like some type of foundation, I work with people who've been there for, you know, 35 years for, you know, 20 something years. This is my first professional job outside of college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I'm navigating this, you know, this is more so like an experimental type of thing for me. Yeah. One, I'm working in my field and two. I'm having to learn you know things about benefits I'm having to learn things about you know short term disability long term disability how this works how this works you know those are things that how I grew up we didn't talk about that like who knows what half of this stuff means you know they're expecting you to already know these things and also as a millennial millennials don't stay at jobs too long nowadays Sex. like they may give you two years at this job maybe five years max especially if i'm not moving up or you know in that whatever level i'm going yeah you get what i'm saying so a lot of people don't feel like i should be there in the role that i'm in mm-hmm. and so the fact that i had to work my behind off to where i am at you know and i obtained my master's you know right after like it's just crazy how They're looking at me in my age to be like, wow, you're too young to be here or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like You know, I worked my behind off. I've been here for whatever number of years and I'm in this position. Like, why are you here? Type thing. I'm sorry that you didn't, you know, have goals, dream, ambitions. Like I set goals for myself.
0: Yeah.
1: And the interviewers, my directors, the chief human resource officer and all those people, they interviewed me. And they seen how much passion I had about what I was talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: They knew I was a go-getter. They knew that I was a person that was driven, like, that was hungry for this. Like, just because you weren't as hungry or you wasn't trying to develop into that leader that they were possibly looking for because you wanted to complain and moan about something every given day, Mm -hmm. like, they're not trying to hear that, like, we all have a job to do. You're here to perform a job. and. To talk about my career capacity to bring it back to um the point my career capacity lies within an administrative role that i'm not being groomed for properly in the role that i'm in right now okay so i am looking at leaving you know um within the next you know year or two
0: and, that's, and I commend you on that because you're not getting complacent, you're not getting stagnant, right. you're not settling for this this place where you're at, and you're making salary, So, right. uh, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that we struggle with, um, and that's one of the main things that we struggle with. Um, once we get settled in somewhere and everything is going well, you know, we, may, we, may, we might be making a, a nice piece of change, but I feel like we can't just settle. You know? Right,
1: right. And that's probably the worst thing that we can do, honestly, is settle.
0: So how did you get in that mindset? You know, because we all came a long way. We we always didn't, you know, um, well, I know speaking in regards to myself, I was looking for something that that had stability. You know, I was looking mm-hmm. for a nine to five. I was looking mm-hmm. for a career that, you know, helped me get to where I wanted to be. But, you know, when I finally was in that position, as far as being in corporate America, I see that is not what it's painted out to be you see, what i'm saying no, corporate right. america isn't designed for it so that's right. when i was like let me go back you know st- take a step back and start chasing my dreams yeah. how did how did you get in the mindset of okay i'm gonna stop bullshitting at this mm-hmm.
1: and i'm gonna change my life around by doing this um honestly it was me seeing where people around me i'm going I love quotes. If anyone knows me, I love quotes. And there was a quote that says smart people learn from their mistakes and wise people learn from others. I'm the type of person I consider myself to be smart and wise. Mm. So with that being said. I seen what my environment growing up in an underprivileged environment, the hood, the ghetto, whatever people want to call it. I know where I grew up. I know how hard my family struggled. Being the baby out of eight, four boys and four girls. It's just kind of like... I seen how they struggled. I seen how them not getting the proper education. Them, you know, kind of getting sucked up into the streets or what have you. I seen what that had done for them and how it affected their life. And I feel like the only way to get something that I've never had which is money for my family, you have to do something you've never done. Mm. And no one's ever gone to college. No one's ever taken that leap of faith to try something new. And me being the youngest, I was kind of adventurous. And um, I had the mindset to do it. Like, I mean, it all starts with the mind. And um, I set goals and I work toward them. Period. I mean, it's, it's... Honestly, you're your biggest enemy. Like, I know people say that all the time. I know that it's almost a cliche to say that you're your biggest enemy. But if you can truly understand what that means, you are your biggest enemy. You're the only one stopping you from having this podcast take off. You're the only one that's stopping me from getting that CEO role or that director role. I'm the only one stopping me because of the work that has to go into it. Yeah. Like, you know what time, dedication and determination and drive that you need To get to that it's all laid out it's on the internet you have different resources friends family you know whoever you have all these um resources but if you're not taking you know um taking those resources into you know consideration as you're going on this journey or you know you're not properly utilizing those resources then you'll never grow you'll never move forward okay
0: so solo, it seems like you acquired a lot of knowledge, you know. It seems like you've been
1: through a lot of shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Have you ever thought definitely. about being a mentor? Um, actually I do mentor on an indirect level. Um, a lot of people call me like a mentor, or, you know, what have you, but I look at it as me just giving advice because someone did that for me. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um I mentor um out there in Florida, um uh an eleven year old. I take him to the library, young black guy, same situation, you know, in the hood type thing. You can see where the life is kind of going if he doesn't correct it now. Mm. Um, this man was in the third grade when I started working with him and I was actually attending the parent conference meetings because the mother is a little, you know, you know, in that type of environment, um, and not saying anything about her. It's just more so like I understand the demand for, you know, someone in their lives to, you know, really kind of help navigate them through this yeah. process. Yeah. Um. And I wish someone did that for me yeah. at that age. Yeah. And so they were already talking about this man wasn't even going to graduate high school. He was going to be a high school dropout in the third grade. They already identified this man Damn. as a high school dropout. And so that just gave me even more drive and passion to work that much harder with him. And making sure that I'm working with him on his reading, making sure I'm working with him on his math, making sure that I'm working with him on his retention and making his comprehension. So, reading and comprehending are two different things. Facts you can read something and not understand crap that you read, facts. Um, or you can you know, or you can comprehend something, but you have to have it read to you. Facts. You get what I'm saying? Facts. You couldn't read it, but you can comprehend if I were to verbally communicate it to you, and so i see areas that he struggles with and those are areas that i kind of harp on but to bring back to your question i do mentor um just not in a way that i guess is the conventional you know or how you know you would think of mentoring like a person but yeah
0: how often do you how often do you see that like a lot of people you know mentoring others like helping helping each other
1: out it's very few far in between like i mean How often do, I mean, and this isn't going, you know, to throw it back on you, but how often do you see it for anyone else in your community? Like... I mean,
0: honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I've seen it, but it has been um, it's been rare. It's, mm-hmm. been, it's been rare. But I'm not gonna make it seem like I haven't had an uncle or people outside of my family right. that have pulled me to the side, that seen potential to me to be like, you know what, you're bigger than this situation. Mm-hmm. I have started out in the warehouse, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. I've excelled so much because of those people that told me, yo, listen, pick up this book, read um, this book, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, and it, it just sparked it sparked something in me to be like, okay, I gotta change. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've read. And I think that was one of the biggest things that was frustrating for me because I thought people was going to give me a handout as far as the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But they, they gave me something bigger than that. Instead of, yeah. you know, giving me fish, they taught me how to fish. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of giving me, you know what I mean? So that yeah. that was big for me because, you know, in one of the instances that I'm talking about, an uh, older gentleman that was over a department that was uh, had a contract with um, the company that I work with. Um, he was like, You know, I'm gonna do something for you, young black man. And he was an alpha too. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? He was an alpha too. He said, I'm gonna do something for you, yeah. young black man. And I thought he was gonna give me a position, but he gave me a book, which was hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. So it, it it changed my mentality. It helped mm-hmm. me read more. It helped me, you know, as far, it helped me grow mentally because I was somewhere uh, mentally where I was always trying to take the shortcut. You know, I was trying to find a shortcut yeah. and yo, and I'm here to say that there isn't any shortcuts in this yeah, shit.
1: Yeah. No. And one, to be honest, you don't want to take shortcuts. Cause one, what you're doing, you're cutting your potential. Mm. You're you're not allowing your potential to fully be um exercised, if you will. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Because now I only had to put in fifty percent and somebody gave me the other fifty. Yeah. I only had to put in seventy five, somebody gave me the other twenty five. Yeah. You never had to fully extend yourself, you know, to a certain level to where you was able to grab that information that you needed. And so just thinking about what you were saying, mentoring comes very few and far in between when it comes to black people, you know, really getting out and doing what they can do because we're we've become selfish. Again, it takes a village to raise a child, but we're not doing There's no village around here anymore. Like, you got a little hut. (laughs) Like, you know, you got a little tent over here, and this is me. Like, you get what I'm saying? So, this is me and Mons over here. Like, you worry about what you got going on over there. You know what I mean? And we really need to get back to working as a group, as a unit. Like, damn, why
0: why do you think we struggle with that, though?
1: I think we struggle with that because it's been pushed as a narrative because. People can't handle criticism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you don't, don't tell me what I can do. Don't tell me what I can't do. Blah blah blah. I I get that. But when someone's saying, "Hey, it's not right to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It's not right to steal." That's not criticism. That's you understanding like, hey, one, you could get in trouble for this. Two. It's already hard enough for us to, you know, get out of this stigma that we've been placed in, like this whole box mentality that I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. We're already seen and and I'm talking about black men at this point, we're seen as savages, we're seen as, you know, animals, we're seen as these vicious people. Yeah. You know, when we decide to cut up or, you know, be vocal about how we feel about something or, you know, we're called other names too when we're deciding to express those feelings. Now, at that point, what do we do? We kind of put ourselves more into that shell. We kind of box ourselves in just that much more to be like, all right, I'm going to let you do you then. Like, you know, I'm just going to hold my peace. I'm not going to sit over here and say this to you. I'm not going to sit over here and do that um, with you. But it all comes to that. Um, It all comes back to you moving forward and you being able to understand what part you play in this community. Um, Understanding the part that you play with one another. It depends on the iron that you're trying to sharpen the other iron. You get what I'm saying? Like, how can the blind lead the blind? Like, you're not even trying to exercise your ability to learn. You're not trying to exercise your ability to, you know, go and obtain this degree or this certification, this and that and the third because you're thinking, like, oh, somebody else is gonna get it, you know, and they're just gonna hand me, you know, oh, so when my boy makes it to the CEO level, shoot, I know he's gonna look out and, you know, get me up in there, exactly. blah, blah, blah. Why can't you work and, you know, get up there with him? Why couldn't you move with him up there while he was moving toward the CEO exactly. level? You could have been moving close at least to where it doesn't look crazy. When, you know, you at the CEO level and you just like catapult someone all the way to the top. And they're like, where he come from? He's not <laughs> credentialed. Or, you know, she's not no, credentialed fact. to be here. No, and fact. it's not fair to somebody who's worked their behind off. And, yeah, they may not look like me, but that does not disqualify their work. Exactly. Um, that doesn't neglect nor negate the work that they put in to get to where they're at. Fact. You get what I'm saying? Fact. And I'm not racist by far. Like, you already know the type of person I am. So, it it really boils down to where it boils down to who has the qualifications, who has put in the work and who would benefit the organization the most mm-hmm. um, to, you know, take the organization to the next level as well as, you know, um, be able to make some type of profit, which every organization wants to be financially viable at the end of the day. Yeah,
0: facts. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I brought up mentorship because I feel like that's what we need to, um, utilize in helping the next generation mm-hmm. not be within yeah. the revolving door that mm-hmm. we've seen in the past. You know, mm-hmm. not go through the revolving door that we've seen. So, what uh, what are some other things that we need to practice, or what are some other things that we need to um, utilize um, that we're not, you know, using
1: as a resource? Um, your neighbor, yeah. Honestly, um, I don't think there's a such thing as over communication. Okay. Um especially when you're effectively communicating with other people. If I'm not talking to people I never know what they could provide, what perspective they could provide, what resources they could provide. Okay. Um I think that we've come to a point where we're so selfish and cut off from everyone else that we're not allowing, you know, knowledge to freely flow through that would naturally come through. Yeah. In the event that These blocks in our minds weren't placed there like you get what I'm saying or built, developed or however you want to, you know, phrase it or frame it. Outside of mentorship, the next thing that I feel we could do as a collective unit um, is understand how to properly nurture one another Mm. Okay. How to nurture dreams, how to nurture, you know, ambitions, goals. Like, I think sometimes, you know, it's not us being negative, Nancy, when I'm like, oh, you could be doing this or you could have this product that you could be blah, blah, blah. You know, we're looking at it like is um they're trying to pass it off as constructive criticism when it's really you don't know what insecurity may lie within that person. And you just like kind of chop them down just that much more. Right. And so now it stunted my growth just a little bit more. Or you pushed me back three steps and I had just came up too.
0: Yeah, Like, you get what I'm saying? saying? It's
1: kind of like, dang, you know, when do I get a break? Like, when do, when, when is it my time to, you know, like reap the benefits of uh, all this hard work, Yeah, you know, that I put in this whole time. And it really falls into you figuring out where you want to go um, and kind of, Capturing someone's natural ability to do something, whether that be singing, dancing, um, playing a sport, you know, this and then the third. Like if that's something that you're naturally good at, you're naturally good at that for a reason. It's a gift. Yeah. Like everybody has a gift. Everyone was given a gift in the beginning. Now, whether you choose to exercise that gift is on you. Yeah. But you were given that opportunity and you you missed the ball like or you decided not to use that gift. Um, And I think the fact that we don't support one another enough, um, those gifts kind of fall by the wayside. Um, The fact that we don't support each other in these black businesses that could thrive out here in our community. The fact that we don't really um, invest time in those things. bruh, they just rebuilt the Notre Dame or they're in the process of building the Notre Dame Cathedral Empires out there, yeah. Um, which just recently burned down. Um, a part of it burned down. When I tell you, and some one of my frat brothers had the thing posted on their timeline, and I want to say that they still got it up. It was talking about how crazy it is, the fact that they've raised like seven hundred million in going money for this Damn, building. That's crazy. And there's so many other people. That um there's so many other people that need help out here in this world, and we're not even going for it, you know what I mean, like we're not even given um the opportunity, yeah, you know to have certain things put in place, and i really I really wanna read that um if it's still there, because I think it just kind of spoke volume to be. I can't even find it right now. Shit,
0: take your time, brother.
1: All right. <laughs> look, be like, all right. Look, thank you. Look, thank you, Pastor. Uh, look. All right, neighbor. Look, be like, turn with me to Ecclesiastes. Uh, Raise your hand look, when boy. you there. Okay, and say, hold on if you need more time. <laughs> be like, hold on, Pastor. <laughs> oh, man. And it's gone. So. Pretty much it was just talking about how many other things out here in the world. They was talking about Flint water still being bad. Yeah, we're not talking about that anymore, but yet their water is still bad. Um, We're talking about, you know, uh, three churches. uh, It was like three churches that burned down, you know, that's still, you know, three black churches that was burned down. Not doing anything about that. We're talking about um, people in Puerto Rico. It's still bad out there. We're not talking about these things anymore, but that does not take away um, the importance or the urgency of their current state, you know, and the fact that they're still in an emergency standpoint over there. Yeah. And there's so many things out here and you're donating all of this money and all of that money wasn't even donated to those causes. Yeah and it's crazy you're talking about a church you know that was burned down yeah granted it has been an, um, a monarch in that type of um, in their community Thanks. but there's people America has donated yeah. you know money yeah. to send over there like I don't know if it was a partnership if that was you know something that they got going on on an upper level that yeah. we don't we're not aware of but again it's it saddens my heart say that we're not doing enough for our people we're not doing enough for our community like I mean period point blank like I mean the community is suffering because um one we don't know how to properly advocate for what we need Mm. we don't know how to say okay I need this because of we're not able to properly communicate that and I think once we're able to use our words, mm-hmm. um, because words hurt, like people be like, oh, um, you know, say what you want. Words don't hurt. Uh, however, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Words cut like a knife. That's a fact. Like words are the things that have put people in their grave early, yeah. long before their time. You're right? Um, and it's because they felt like they were there was no way out. There was no, you know, there was no into their sadness, their pain, their, you know, what have you. And, you know, these people were being bullied and things like that. So it's almost like, wow, why aren't we thinking about, you know, creating other resources for these people um, to seek help? Like, you know, get therapists or things like that. Now we're underpaying these people, teachers. Mm -hmm. Why aren't, and that was another thing on the list. Talking about higher education. Like, you could have pumped that money into the education system. um, You get what I'm saying? Like this shit is piss poor at this point. Yeah. And the fact that we're some of the most important people on this earth outside of doctors and everybody else are teachers. Teachers. Yeah. And yet and still, we're not even compensating them for their worth. They're the ones that's teaching your kids, my kids, (laughs) your kids, you know, everybody's kids. Yep. You know and the fact that they're underpaid and overworked you can expect them to go the extra mile for your kid when you know that they see a slight mental you know um disconnect
0: yeah
1: i don't get paid enough to sit over here and give you extra time look you're gonna get it like everybody else tell your mom that it's not working for you you know Fair. hopefully they can work on it but now you're working a nine to five because you got a supply for the family or you working uh uh, eight to eight You know not Some actually. people are working 12 hour shifts And you expect me to come home And help my child Yeah, You know To do better When I feel like It's your job As a teacher to do it yeah. But then they throwing The responsibility off Because it's like I'm underpaid And overworked I'm not I don't right. I don't get paid for that You get what I'm saying Because yeah. you wouldn't Work harder at your job If you was underpaid yeah. Like you get what I'm saying yeah. But you're asking me to do that how is that fair? I feel like there's an agenda.
0: Yeah. There's an agenda in place. There, there There's a reason why, you know, the teachers are underpaid, and a lot of people aren't looking forward to being in those positions as far as, like, um, giving back to the, the younger generations. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like now more so everybody, and I think that's, that goes back to people going out for self again because, mm-hmm. um, damn, what I want to say. Like, it takes a special individual to... You know become a teacher now because yeah. because now you're not being compensated you're being overworked and y'all understand that
1: but it's your passion it's your drive At it's that excuse me is your drive at that point yeah like is you actually wanting to be in that field like you're not doing it for the money yeah i'm doing it because this is something i enjoy doing and i like to see the fruits of my labor yeah and the fruits of my labor would be me going hard on a student and then they're becoming valedictorian me yes. going hard, and then they end up going to college. One, I'm a living witness of that. Yeah. A teacher went hard on me. Um, Mr. Vineyard went yeah. hard on me, yeah. and because of him, I went to college. It wasn't my family yeah. that pushed me. Because one, like I said, I'm a first generation college student. They didn't tell me to go. Yeah. So it was him that was getting me out the house. It was yeah. him, like you have to go to college. Yeah. And I will never forget. Um. I came back to visit him and I was like, hey, Mr. Vineyard, I just wanted to come back and tell you um, I had made Dean's List my first semester in college. I mean, my first year in college, I made a 3.8 and he was he was just like, I was like, hey, I was excited. I was like, Mr. Vineyard, like, you know, I went back to the high school and I was like, hey, I got um, a 3.8, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was so excited. and I'm expecting him to be just as excited as I was. But that man looked at me, bro, and he said, um, I'm not going to get excited um, with you because I always knew you could do it. Wow. He said, it's just the fact that you're excited because you're finally able to see what you can do. Wow! And I was like, whoa. Like, you yeah. know, I sat back yeah. and I was like, man, like that spoke volume to me. Like that took me to a whole nother level that I didn't even think about yeah. because it was true. I always possessed that. And he seen that early on. Yeah. And the fact that he pushed me to go to college and the fact that I was so successful in that event, mm-hmm. I was able to graduate above a 3.0 for both of my degrees. Yeah, You know, and it wasn't easy. Like You get what I'm saying? And the fact that I graduated with that is more like it's a testament to him mm-hmm. to be like he was able to see something in me that I wasn't able to see in myself. And again, that reflects on our community to bring that back. Yeah. How many people are we allowing to fall by the wayside because we're not willing to invest in their potential? How many people are we allowing to fall by the wayside because we're scared to let them know, like, hey, you don't need to be doing this. And I'm going to be on you every time you see it. If you don't want to see it, then get your act together. If you don't want me to talk about it, then do what I'm telling you to do. Amen. You get what I'm saying? Amen, brother. You want to stop that? Like, do what I'm saying. Yeah. Apply for college. Like, you know, He every time he seen me, he was like, oh, you, you apply for college? You took the ACT. You took the SAT. Like, he would be every time I seen him. Like, <laughs> I'm like, God, dog. Like, I wish bro. And it'd be like, no, nah, come with me. Like, you know, and he would try to. He was not playing. But honestly, I thank God for him. Yeah. I thank God for the mindset change. Like, bro, mm-hmm. I changed my career path after that. And it all started, like I said, at the end of my 10th grade year. Beginning of my 11th grade year. Like, that was it for me. That was Legit, the turning point in my life. If I were to write a book, that was the turning point that allowed me to win the battle to where I'm at now. So, do you feel like it's our job now to mm. change the next generation's mindset? I do. Um, I think it falls on us because, as far as a discipline, nary standpoint, yeah. I see that kids, and I'm not saying like beat your kids or whoop, but kids aren't even being whooped or disciplined Facts. in the same manner that. I was and I'm a millennial like I was born in 1991 yeah so me growing up it's kind of like we were whooped for you know whatever yeah. we were disciplined Respect. for whatever like Respect. you know you couldn't cuss uh, you know you was getting a bar of soap dang stuff down your throat you get what I'm Facts. saying nowadays kids cussing out the parents kids telling the folks no I'm not doing this walking yeah. out blah 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 and I'm like yo if this was me back then, like, I would be picking myself up off the floor. Like, I would probably wake up in the ER right now. Like, what are you saying? And so to answer your question, yes, it does fall back on us. Yes, we are responsible for the next generation because we have lost sight of that. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. At home, I can't be the sole. I can't be solely responsible for. What my child is doing when they're not in my presence. Mm-hmm. It's up to you as a teacher, as an administrator, as another adult, as someone, as another um, human being that knows right from wrong it's to sad. correct the wrong. If they see it, exactly. you get what I'm saying? Just like how older people, if you, they see me sagging, they see you sagging. Um, yeah, pull man. up your breeches, like, you know, pull up your pants. Like you're you're an upstanding gentleman. Like, you know, yeah. have some cool, you know, have whatever. People aren't doing that. You know, yeah. it's older people with that mindset yeah. to be like, pull up your pants. Like, you know, they're willing to tell a young man to pull up their pants. Like, we're not telling somebody to pull up their pants. But then again, it looks crazy for someone that you know is like young yeah. like because we allow for older people, people to get away fit. with stuff like that, yeah, you know, right. but let the same person, let a younger person or so and so. Come back and say that to you. You ready to cuss them out to be like man, f- indies fendi's not. <laughs> like, you know, like it's kind of like, why are you talking to me? Like, why are you? You know, who are you? Yeah. You know, we've gotten into that. Who are you instead of being respectful? To be like, you know, I don't know. My apologies. Okay, I mean, I get you. Don't want to see my boxes. I see you yeah. get that you don't want to see. You know, whatever. Having that type of respect for one another, I think, has been lost along the way. And I think we're suffering. I think the generation under us um, is suffering from that. And yes, I do feel like it falls back on us as a people to hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. Accountability factor has completely been dissipated over time.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, What do you feel? What do you feel? This generation will be in the next five years as far as like, do you feel like are we moving forward as a people? Or are we moving backward?
1: We're it's a tug of war. OK, if you will, um, I think that we're moving forward in certain aspects of, you know, our life, our community. And then I feel like we're moving backwards as far as maybe from um, a disciplinary uh, mindset, because I think we're giving the kids or this generation. More power than they truly have or should have you get what I'm saying because with much power comes much responsibility I think we've given these kids so much power that they don't know what to do with it so I can disperse it however I want and that's not the case we're not guiding them into that power we're not you know letting them inherit the power over time like you're trying to be like you're this already, and you're not like you're a child you have to be shaped you have right. to be you know um you have to be developed you have to understand why things work the way that they do, and if you would like to customize it after you've learned the foundation mm-hmm. of why and where it comes from, then that's a different story oh
0: man that's crazy that you say that and I totally agree with your view, uh your, your standpoint on that um yeah what I want to say is Okay, now that we've established that, where's your mindset in all of this that's going on in today's... generation as far as racism you know racism is heightened a lot of people say it's not it's just now being put at the forefront you know with the uh technology age you know people got telephones this has been around for a long time now Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's been heightened it's getting out of control like a lot of people don't have Mm Cooth. um you know look at the people in power a lot of people in power are now moving with uh a sense of what i want to say um Irresponsibility, mm. because of they—they they understand that the the example mm-hmm. they serve, they know that they represent us, mm-hmm. you know, uh, amongst many other countries, and
1: I think I think that we've um, I think me and you kind of talked about it earlier um, off the podcast, but it was talking about how the influence of music, the influence of different things. Yeah. Um not all white people have gotten to meet young black professionals like ourselves. Yes sir. Not everyone has been able to interact with someone who has cool, who has some type of um business about themselves. You get okay, what I'm saying that has saying. some type of Uh, some type of presence that isn't um, savage, that isn't, you know, an animal that you have manners. Oh my God. Like, do you know how many times that it's been like minor microaggressions that I've encountered to where they're like, you speak really well for, uh, you just speak really well um, for yourself or when really they're saying like you speak really well for a black, black guy yeah. Like, yeah you're not ghetto you're not hood you're not like yeah i don't talk like that around you yeah i mean but if you were to see me around somebody else you would think otherwise you'll mm-hmm. see me as that hoodlum you'll see me as that hood right and also because i am in a shirt and tie yeah. so you know you get that oh you speak really well um uh you articulate really well you're able to communicate x y and z mm-hmm. And I'm like, of course, in that moment, I'm like, thank you. But if I were to get my way and be able to communicate to you in such a way to where it sounds like I cussed you out, but it was so professional and didn't use not one cuss word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm coming for your net. Yeah. You wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Because it's almost like, wow, I didn't mean to it. You did. I mean, you you get what I'm saying? You knew what you meant when you said it. Yeah. And so... I get what you were trying to say, and that it's almost like what I like to call a backhand compliment. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it, it's okay. one of those like, oh, you know, I like those um, pants. I wish they were just you know bl- green. Exactly. <laughs> well, they're not green, like you know. So, do you like them or not? Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, so it's like almost like a black a backhand, you know, compliment. Like, oh, I like this. I just wish it had, you know. Yeah. Did you have to add that I wish? Well, it doesn't. So, this is what I have. Uh, like, you get what I'm saying? And so, bro, I don't heard it all. Like, I've heard like, oh, wow, you're, you really are like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo. I feel like, if I can be honest, I feel like a token black guy oh, yeah. in corporate America. Yeah. Because I have to put on this overly friendly um, personality mm-hmm. to make them... Not feel scared of me moving around the office, okay. Um, I have to keep well, it's me personally, but I feel as though I have to keep my beard cut low, mm-hmm. like I can't let it get out of control. But the white guy, like he comes in with this big old beard, they don't think twice about it, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? And it's kind of like if that was a black guy, he would not be here, I can guarantee you that. Amen. Like, no black guy has a big beard, if anything. It, is cut low, or is probably about the length that I have mine. That's facts. And we're doing that because we're trying to accommodate these people in a system that, or in, in a in a corporation that was not built for us. Facts. Like you know, and if we could really get back to us, if we could really get back to our people, if we could really get back to getting on one accord, I promise you. The businesses like just like Black Wall Street, like, bro, do you know how much money was being generated? Mm -hmm. They had to come through and shut that bad boy. Like they came through and destroyed that place. You get what I'm saying? They did. They They came through and destroyed it. One, because again, the black dollar moves more than anyone else's. And the fact that we were doing it in house. Mm -hmm. So it was only circulating in the black community. They weren't getting anything that's where it became problematic Mm -hmm. because they need our money to Mm -hmm. circulate inside their system because they hold on to theirs you get what i'm saying they're the ones that's putting it in stocks bonds and investing it in wherever the hell so their money isn't moving as fast as ours is it's flying left and dang right you know for us and so when we were letting it fly left and right within our own community we were prospering like crazy back then, Mm -hmm. like crazy in that era, but they needed us. Then as much as they don't like us, as much as they try to gun us down and have all these genocides and things like that, they know that they still need us. And whether that be from a creative, innovative um, worker um, standpoint to consumer standpoint, to supply and demand standpoint, They need us at some type of capacity, and they could not... If all of us were to leave and be pushed over, they wouldn't be able to function. That's a fact. They wouldn't be able to function. And I don't think that we understand our true... (laughs) I know that we don't understand our true power um, that we have in America. And the fact that we underutilize it, um, it hurts us more than it helps every day. Okay, so how do we overcome
0: that? Do we... Is it something that we can accomplish over here or is it something that, okay? America is not built for us? The way the system is designed is not made for us to, you know, become, you know, over uh, fulfill our full potential.
1: Right. The fact that it wasn't made for us or created for us, I think people use that as a crutch. Mm. I think people use that as, oh, a cop out you know so that gives me the right to slack off at this job Uh, it ain't for us like you know it wasn't created for us blah 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 so now when you start to fall into those realms again you're kind of pushing the narrative of yeah you know i got you right where i want you you know what i'm saying like you're not even thinking about moving up right now like you're just so happy like getting this little money like you're really getting crumbs on what these people are eating the whole cake at the top. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're getting crumbs. These $50,000 jobs, 60000 That's people's salary. I mean, that's people's paycheck in a month. Mm-hmm. People are making 45000 60000 in a month. What you're making a year. Mm. Like, this is lunch to them. like, And they're willing to keep us in those positions and allowing them to eat at the top. And, you know, we're just, again, that whole, you got to be quicker than that type thing. Like, you know. So do you feel like we should push for um, entrepreneurship? I think that we should push for whatever makes you happy. Okay. Um, Because one, and the reason why I put it that way, one, you only get one life. As far as we know. You get what I'm saying? Facts, facts, facts. As far as we know, we only get one life. It makes no sense for you to live in misery or, you know, dismay or... Just be stressed out going in and going out like, you know, you're spending eight hours of your life at a job. Typically eight hours, maybe 12, 10 for some people a day in a position. Like so now you're getting used to seeing people you're getting used to like this now has become a part of your family. So if you're not liking the people you're working with, you have to see these people every day. Why would you want to go into work miserable like that? Mm. Why would you want to sit over here and allow yourself to be reprimanded in a way like, oh, no, you can't do this? Like, you know, like, no, you can't go out here in X, Y, and Z. Well, why not? Like you know, like why can't I do this? I think that the fact that we've been told no so much, we've believed it. Like, is Yeah. do you feel like that's the, that goes back to what I was saying earlier as far as um,
0: psychological warfare? Oh, you yeah. know, going back to that's okay, yo, in, you go to school. After school, you go to college to get a good job. Do Very you feel like that's a narrative that they've um, mm-hmm. helped pump. us? Yeah, that they, they pump and shove down our throats. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's what it is?
1: Very. Um. So with that again the and I hate to say but I do feel like to an extent um, maybe education is a scam um, to put you in more debt you know we a lot of families can't afford um, schools I mean you just seen this big old scandal on you know with this Ivy League stuff going Uh, on you know like these people can't get in either Mm -hmm. but yet and still they want to keep that prestige of their family so being that i went to an ivy league school like i have the money like these people are you know a part of your fortune 500 you know Mm -hmm. dollar company corporations so i have the money to pay this person to score this score for me and send off these things and you know kind of work the system they know how things work on a bigger level yeah they've been doing this for years like it's just the fact that now that they've been caught up in it is it is what it is. But to bring it back to a point, I think the educational system, I'm now in debt six figures, you know, and going. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's almost like wow. And I hate to even put that out there, but it is real. And That's I like true. to be transparent. I want to make sure that we understand what we're doing to ourselves. Yeah. So now with that being said, yes, I do work in um Or I did obtain a degree that could accumulate seven figures. So it's almost like, yeah, you know, that's nothing but lunch money to me. You know, my student loans. Mm -hmm. But when do I get the opportunity? Do you get to just jump straight into a job? You get told a lot. Oh, no, you don't have any experience or you don't have enough experience. Well, where am I going to get that experience? When are you going to give me the opportunity to obtain that experience.
0: Exactly. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah,
1: and you're not even willing to give me a chance, but yet and still you just preach to me to go back to school. You preach to me to get these degrees. You preach to me that this is the way to do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's just a sham at the end of the day. Like it's Do you feel like with all the resources mm-hmm. that we have that
0: it's important to us to be able to pass on um, the message, or break that side uh, that that narrative that okay, you have to go to school, or you know what I'm saying yeah, you can't go to school, but here's an alternative, mm-hmm. you know, become an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, become um, start to um, use this, use this, you know, what I mean, use your resources that's um, here for us. Um, I think, or is one, it something that we should just let the next generation make a decision for themselves?
1: Um, I think it's important to understand um, what you want to do as a career Mm -hmm. and kind of tailor that because one you need to be credentialed for certain things okay um there's and degrees kind of provide you with that credential careers kind of push you in that area of okay well I know I can't be a CEO and not have like a high school diploma regardless if I have all of the experience I need to be able to show on paper to whomever decides to come audit these files, any accrediting agencies, you know, that's accrediting the hospital and things like that. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to uh, show forth why you're in this position. And these are your credentials. These are what you're bringing to the organization. So people have to look good on paper. Most people in my um, on my team have bachelor's degrees. Automatically, you have a bachelor's degree. A lot of us have masters, which aren't even required for the position, but it just looks that much better okay. on paper. You get what I'm saying? See what saying? And so the fact that now I'm able to it's kind of a proud parent walking you around. Yeah, look at my son. He went in, you know, got this done. He went and did this. He went and did that. Now it's kind of like, oh, wow, you're showing me off because of what it looks like to other people. Yeah. People don't do that too often. Oh, wow. You're working in this position that only requires a bachelor's. You have a master's. Wow. Like, you know, this organization must be great. Yes. They must be, you know, really doing something state of the art. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, of course, you know, you smile and wave and do your thing. But the sad reality of it is they're doing it for their own benefit. Okay. You know, they're doing it because it looks good for them. So I guess to answer the question, The benefit of obtaining a degree, it it gives you it gives you a different type of leverage. It gives you a different type of tool to use inside of interviews. It gives you that. It gives you a leg up, if you will. Okay. You know, it, it kind of catapults you to another level when you start to compare apples to oranges. So, you know, okay. when you start to sometimes I might choose a orange that, you know, the apple may have been qualified for. But it's just that spunk that you may have, mm-hmm. you know, on top of these two degrees. Uh, you get what I'm saying? On top of said. this. So there's always something that will stand out about you. So it's a really about tailoring. Who you are and being able to kind of express that and exercise that in interviews and in the position that you're looking to go into and that you are in, especially if you're looking for growth and prom- promotional opportunities. Oh, wow. OK, so how do we move
0: forward as a people? Not even just as a as, as black people, but just as a people, you know, we, we deal with I feel like it's racism on both sides. Honestly, you know, I mean, it's not only that, Um, you know, obviously we all struggle with um Knowing what's our, our calling, you mm-hmm. know, how do we how we how do we move forward and how do we better educate ourselves to be like, OK, boom, you know, this is what's going to put us ahead of the curve.
1: Um, acknowledging that there is a problem, mm-hmm. acknowledging that there is room for growth, acknowledging that we are not in a place where we can truly relax and say we've we've come far, Yeah. acknowledging the fact that there's still a long road to go um and once you acknowledge it that's the first part but once you acknowledge it not standing by and waiting for someone to say something like and i always say this to people martin luther king wasn't the only one that had that vision yeah but he was the only one willing to stand in the forefront for what he believed in okay you get what i'm saying and that's what made him stand out Mm -hmm. there was other people that believed that too but Who was going to get out there and protest? Who was going to get out there with the, you know, thing and really put themselves and put a target on them, Mm -hmm. you know, to be like, hey, I'm standing up here for what I believe in. I don't care if you don't believe. But that's why the following was so big, because other people fed into that dream.
0: Exactly.
1: Other people fed into that goal. And the fact that he believed it was just a part of the that was a part of the process. So to go back to answering the question, acknowledge that it's a problem. One, okay. two, stop waiting on someone to be the, um, stop waiting for someone to rise up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stop waiting for someone to lead the pack. Why don't you be the leader? Um, mm-hmm. and uh, you be the change that you want to see. Mm. You be that change. Like you people, we wait for other people to try to be that change. And then we try to follow behind them. If you really see something is problematic in your community, in your house, in your job, things like that. It's up to us to stand at the forefront and acknowledge that, acknowledge it and then put a plan into action. If you present a problem without a solution, you are now also a part of the problem. Yep, I agree. And so a lot of people don't understand that. So if that's the route that we're going in order for us to progress as a people to answer your question. We have to acknowledge that there is a problem. We have to acknowledge that there is room for growth and um, development. And then two, we have to figure out a way that we can collectively come together or just utilizing my own skills personally. If I'm the person who's thinking about this, I need to figure out what is it that I possess or what other resources do I know of that could assist me in um, going to the next level that can assist me in creating a solution that would be beneficial for me in my community. And then hopefully that brings more resources to the hood and then we can continue to, okay, you know, move forward from there.
0: What responsibility do you give the next black man that doesn't have the same mindset as you that is still um, in a sunken place, so to speak? What? And what I mean by that is of people that are still in ignorance. A lot of people that still mm. feel like there's somebody holding them back. A lot of people that still feel like um, I'm a white sell, man's holding them. The down. White, in, in, yeah. in, a, in a way, there is an agenda against us. There mm. are outside factors that um, that affect the black man. But what I mean, and what I mean is like, you know, what do you tell the black man that isn't
1: driven to do better mm-hmm. for himself, gotcha. for his community? Um for people who aren't um as motivated or you exactly. know to, or as prone to take this and move forward or set goals or what have you. Yeah. One, you have to meet them where they're at. Uh-huh. You you have to ask the right questions. Don't just ask questions, ask the right questions. Ask pertinent questions to tailor to that person's situation. Okay. So now let's talk about um it's the thing that I've learned uh In my program called the Trans Theoretical Model, it's talking about meeting people where they are. So, meaning if you're in the beginning phase of working out, let's say. Yeah. I'm not going to have you run four miles on the first go-round. Like, you know, someone that may be in the advanced, you know, part of it. um, Or the developmental stage. Like, it's like five different stages. And um, if you look it up, each stage has a different meaning and you have to meet them whether like you can't expect someone like I said they're in the beginning phase of working out you can expect them to be trying to achieve the same thing as a person that's in the advanced stage Mm -hmm. so I have to tailor that so are you in the beginning intermediate events like which Which phase are you in? So that person that's not motivated or what have you—they're in the beginning phase. You remember how it felt. So, like, let's now start writing out some things. Like, why do you want to even work out? Mm. You know, like, let's really start to hone in on the purpose for you working out. Let's hone in on your values, your morals. What's upsetting you? Like, um, where's your straw that breaks the camel's back? You know, that's going to really catapult you to kick off this beginner stage and get to that intermediate phase like oh is it when you hit 300 pounds now you want to really hit the you know the beginning stage like you know so now that I'm 300 pounds when I was back when I was 250 and I could have been well on my way you get what what I'm saying
0: saying.
1: like now you waited till I got 300 pounds and now I'm ready to you know whatever but you have to meet them where they're at so um, and I'm not going to speak on myself to act like I'm great at it, but I do feel as though um, I'm kind of good at assessing a person's current state. OK, like I can kind of see what state you're in and I tailor my conversation. I don't the way that I approach you. So it's not and a lot of people get this mixed up. It's not what you say is how you say it. Facts. So it's how I approach the situation is how um, I can tell you to shut up. I can ask you to be quiet. I can ask you to um, please refrain from, you know, raising your voice. I can say, shut the F up. I can say all these things. All of those things that I say are trying to yield the same result, which Facts. is to get you to be quiet. Facts. But I've said it in so many different ways yeah. that it's not what I said it's how I said it. So if I'm coming at you like shut the F up versus "Hey, can you be quiet for me? That now gives you a different type of answer. Like sometimes it gets you a different type of response. A lot of us are more reactive than, you know, proactive facts. You get what I'm saying? And so when you start to dwell in those realms, like you have to understand that that person that's not motivated, Mm -hmm. they're not motivated because the right questions haven't been asked and the right attitude or approach has not been taken for the stage that they're at in that trans theoretical model. Oh, wow. And so that's that's where um, it happens. And like I said, I'm I'm good at kind of assessing that. Yeah. And I ask the right questions. And when you're genuine too, that that passes off, you know. Because now I don't feel like you're you're gaining from this. Like you know, like why are you so willing to help me right now? You get what I'm saying. So many people go on the the. On the defense about it, you know, mm-hmm. so was like, why are you so, you know, adamant about, you know, going the extra mile for me? Like, what is in it for you? Yeah. You know, you think it's something to gain. Honestly, what's in it for me is the fact that you're about to be a part of a larger community mm-hmm. that's about to help the next generation. And I'm trying to pay it forward for Facts. all of us. Facts. That's what's in it for me. If you want me to be honest. And that's why I'm going so hard, because you're limiting your potential in as your neighbor, your brother, your cousin, your uncle, your whoever. I'm doing an injustice to you by not feeding into your potential
0: mm.
1: and not allowing it to die by the wayside. Okay. So, I mean, to close this out, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you no, no. So no. Long, You're good. No,
0: all right. I, I, it's just, I got so <laughs> caught up in what you were <laughs> right, saying. Right, I right. feel like uh, many people in my audience needs to hear this. I feel like a lot of us are struggling with something that, you know, we've covered today. You know what I mean? So right. what, what are some, some positive words that you can leave my audience with the people that, you know what, are woke and that want to do something for themselves, that want to leave something for the next generation, that want
1: to leave a legacy behind. Start feeding yourself positivity okay. every day. Daily affirmation. Words are way more powerful than people give credit for. Mm. So if you continue to manifest those words, if you continue to say, I am great, I am good. I can do this but not even saying I'm good Continue to say I'm great The enemy of great is good You get what I'm saying like you're great You're amazing I'm awesome Start really using words that Manifest itself inside of your spirit Inside of your mindset and it'll take you to the next Level and always remember Those who decide to have no goals will Inevitably end up working for those who do So set goals and get out there and make it happen I
0: know that's right
1: (laughs) So the one I'm going to get you back on the show man um i'm a christian <laughs> <laughs> Look, that call me uh man i mean honestly maybe when i hit the next level man like you know oh, i don't man. i don't want to leave and then come back in the same role or in the same position i want to be able to say that i've taken my words and i practice what i preach i think that was
0: the best answer i've
1: and Yeah,
0: I, I've learned a lot from this conversation that really? we've had, and I appreciate. I it. think I wasn't able to formulate my thoughts or you know ask ask more pertinent questions. Mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I was so caught up in what you were saying, right, it's right, like right. you know you kind of lulled me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. no, 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 you good? So I mean, I appreciate wow. you coming through, bro. Um, it sucks that I probably won't see you for a while. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I know when your ass come through, Why? it's always yeah. Wait, in and out. <laughs> look in and out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely been a yeah. privilege. I've learned so much. Hopefully my audience um, have learned something and they can be able to take something from the day. I feel like um, you've um, planted a seed. We all... Um, struggle in some way you see yeah, what I'm saying and
1: iron sharpens iron you exactly. know what I mean exactly and I think oh,
0: yeah. and I'm, I'm man I'm closing it out but yeah. I feel like that's another thing like we need to
1: be start being around you need to be around like minded people that are going to take you to the next level because if you continue to surround yourself If you're the smartest person Person, in your
0: group I was just going to say is
1: is not going to be conducive for you You don't want to be the smartest person in your group You get what I'm saying? Facts Because you want to be able to soak up that knowledge You want to be able to learn off of one another You get what I'm saying? You want to be able to Take each other up to the next level. Fact. Challenge each other.
0: So I think that's what we need to do. We need to start building new relationships, and that's what Very. I. And that's what, that's another challenge that I have for my audience: build new relationships, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Don't stick to what you know. Um. Start mm-hmm. befriending um, Caucasian people. Yeah. But there are some good Caucasian yeah. people out Very. there that. Very. Everybody's not out against you as right. What, what right. I want to say: some people do want to see you grow. Like you said, Mister Vineyard. He's yeah. A call, he was a Caucasian man. You Very know much saying? so. so yeah. He, he he definitely you know did something for you in a yeah. way that
1: life changing
0: was significant you see what I'm very, saying so very, like yeah, we can't we gotta lose that mindset that you know everybody's out to get us right. and you know there are the powers that be that try to you know keep mm-hmm. us down we understand that but we yeah. can't just generalize it you see what yeah, I'm saying definitely
1: so, and listen to J. Cole Friends um, on that K.O.D. album when I tell you that song in particular speaks volume about that subject about you know Oh, the white man's keeping us down. This and then the third. It, it's, it's a good song. Um, check it out. Friends on KOD, uh, J. Cole's album. So, I mean, with that being said, I appreciate you so long. I'm going to send a check in the mail, brother. It sounds good. Well, It um, might bounce. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, it might. Look, it's going back head bouncing. Boy, my, money, bad, okay. boy, my money good, brother. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Look, well, I need your money to be great. Look, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So, um, don't forget to follow me at Overachiever underscore 13 on Instagram, IG, um, Twitter. We all on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you coming through. Till next
0: time, bro. Until next time. On the Millennial Club.
1: Yes, sir.